You're listening to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast, and today we are talking about mindful and intuitive eating. Learn how to transform your health with these simple practices. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and we will be talking all about deep level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset and creating a strong, loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hello and welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. Today we are talking about mindful and intuitive eating and I have 11 different practices to share with you that can help transform your life. That's right, these are simple, I don't know if I would label them easy, but they are definitely simple, free practices that you could use on a daily basis to change your health. So I love sharing these with my clients because it gives them some power to change their health on their own. Okay, so uh, let's get into it because I love all of these practices. And this is something that I do when I do a reset for myself. So a couple times a year, I do like a health reset. The one that's coming up for the summer, I call it, the, I usually do it in the spring, but um, I was away for May, so I'm starting a little late. So I'm calling it the hot summer reset. And I do it for myself and for my clients. And these are the types of things that I do inside of this program that make a big difference. These little things, these little habits that you can start creating in your life and doing them on a daily basis that can transform your health over time. So I love teaching people these practices because it really empowers them. So I have 11 different practices today. There's so many more, but these are pretty simple and easy to implement on your own. So I want to share these with you. Okay, let's get into it. So start each meal by checking in with your body. Really tune into it. How hungry are you? What does your body crave? Trust your instincts and honor your hunger and fullness cues. Some of the things to pay attention to. Now this one is so important and I'm going to fully admit that this is also something that's really hard for me and I'll explain why in a minute. So don't eat until you feel full. Eat until you're not hungry anymore. So The way you do this is when you're feeling hungry, pay attention to what that feels like. Do you feel empty? Is your stomach growling? Sometimes I might even get a little bit nauseous when I'm really, really hungry. Um, You could feel like not energized. You know, you could feel like a little tired. Whatever it is for you, pay attention to how you feel, right? Um, And then while you're eating, eat until that feeling goes away. Don't eat until you feel like full, almost like that pressure, almost like, oh, I'm stuffed. Okay, now this is something that I have to be so mindful about because I love food, I love eating, I love making and eating delicious food, and I just don't want it to end. It's really funny because I just want to keep eating it and more and more and more, right? I have to always tell myself, Tina, this is not the last time you're going to be able to eat this. Like, just stop. And when you practice this, when I practice this, I should say, like I'm like a chronic overeater. I eat very healthy food, but I overeat it, right? So when I practice this, I would say I eat up to 50% less. 
because I just eat a lot of food that my body doesn't need. All right, so this one is really, really powerful, I think, for some people, unless you're just not the type of person that overeats, but I am. So it's very powerful for me. I hope it could be life-changing for you. So there's just a big difference between eating until you're not hungry anymore and eating until like you're full, like you feel full. Because once you feel full, you've probably already ate too much, right? So that one is a really good tip. I think this is one of the things, um, I think I learned this from um, the Blue Zones and I think it was a Japanese practice and I think it's called Hari Hachibu. I might be totally like screwing that up, but if you haven't ever looked into Blue Zones, definitely do a little Google search. It's about all these communities all over the world where the people live well into their hundreds but like healthily, they're functional, they're active in their community. And it talks about all the common things between these communities because the communities are very far apart. Like there's one in Japan, there's one in Costa Rica, there is one in the United States, there's one in Italy, there's one in Greece. I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple. I'm not sure how many there are, but it talks about all these different common things. And one of the things in Japan is not overeating. So I think that this one is really powerful and good for your health. All right, next one. Savor every morsel. So slow down while you're eating. Take some time to appreciate the flavors of the food, the textures, the aromas of the food. And if you're eating food that you can't enjoy, then maybe you need to rethink about what you're eating. Um, I always talk about like desserts with people and with my clients. And I'm like, if you're gonna eat dessert, if you're gonna put those extra calories and some of those bad fats into your body, make it good. Make it something like, make something homemade. Don't eat like a Twinkie. You know what I'm saying? Like make it, make it count if you're going to do it. <laughs> so anyway, enjoy the flavors, the textures, the aromas, everything. Chew slowly and mindfully, relishing every bite like it's a work of culinary art. Okay. Because you can make it that way with your food. That's what I do most of the time. I'm not going to say I do this 100% of the time. So something that is really helpful to get you started on this is counting your chews. I know it sounds like crazy and ridiculous. So you could take a bite, put the fork down or put the sandwich down, whatever you're doing, put it down and then count your chews. Maybe start with 25 and you'll realize I don't really completely chew my food. Chewing is actually the first step of the digestive process. As soon as you start to chew your food, and I think also um, when your taste buds are activated, you produce saliva and the saliva helps break down the food. And so the better you chew your food, the easier the digestion will be on the inside. So if you have some digestive issues like bloating or gas or upset stomach or indigestion, something like this could help you you know, relieve some of those issues, maybe not all of them, but they can help. Doing a lot of these practices today really help with digestive issues. And so if you're having these types of issues, why not try all of these practices to help yourself um, instead of taking some kind of medication or something like that? Do everything you can for yourself naturally before you take the medication. Okay, next. 
Bye bye distractions. So ditch the screens, turn off the TV, put away your phone and create a sacred space for your meals. Okay. So I know there are exceptions to this. I know what it's like to be a mom. I was a single mom with three kids. So you're not really, it's going to be harder to create the sacred space, but it is possible. Um, but create the space to slow down and eat. Think of yourself as living in Italy. I love what they do in Italy. Um, I'm trying to remember where I saw this. It was on a documentary made by Michael Moore. And it's, I'm trying to remember the title. I think it was something like, uh, who's going to attack us next or something like that. And it goes to all these countries and it shows how they live their lives. And they actually, even the people that they go to work, they shut everything down in the afternoon and they have like a two hour lunch and they eat with their families and they eat good food. And I'm like, this is just the way it should be, right? So focus on trying to create that experience, even though we don't have that availability here in the US, it's not really an acceptable practice, but try to create it for yourself. So if you're at work, can you, if it's nice out, can you go eat outside? Like, you know, can you go in your car, maybe put some nice music on and I don't know, make it, make it beautiful. Have a little vase in your car with flowers. Actually, they would probably die in the heat, whatever. But um, like when you're at home, even if you can only do this for one meal or like a day, like dinner, or if you can only do this once a week, say you have little kids and it's just busy, busy, busy. You have like soccer practice and all these things that you're running to. Like take the time to have like one meal a week where you all sit down, you turn everything off, no phones, and you really, really enjoy the company and enjoy the food. Slow down a little bit, get out the good china, um, you know, light a candle, put some fresh flowers on the table. Uh, I noticed yesterday, I think it was when I was at um, Trader Joe's and also Aldi's has fresh flowers, all the stores have fresh, fresh flowers, but they are beautiful at Trader Joe's and you can get a little bouquet that's gorgeous for $3.99. So why not treat yourself? And this time of the year, um, I'm lucky enough where I live, I have just fresh flowers all around me so I could just go outside and pick them. Uh, but if you don't have that, then, you know, go to Trader Joe's or go to Aldi's or whatever your local food store is and buy some fresh flowers for yourself. It's just a little bit of an expense. I know that not everybody has that right now. Go pick some dandelions and stick them in a vase. I don't know. <laughs> Do what you can to make the space beautiful. Um, I started doing this with my china a couple of years ago. I had my own china from when I got married, which I just got rid of because it had like bad juju because I got divorced. Okay, so I got rid of that. But then my mom gave me her china. I also have my grandmother's china. I have a lot of freaking china. I loved my mom's china. So I started using that as my everyday dishes because what the heck am I saving it for? right? My grandma's china is a little more, it's beautiful. It has roses all over it. I don't know what the pattern is, but um, I'll probably move on to that next. The only reason why I don't use it now is because it's packed away in the back of my closet and I can't get to it, but it's absolutely beautiful and I'll probably take that out next. Okay, moving on to the next thing. Embrace your inner foodie. Okay, so this is about experimenting with new flavors and recipes and ingredients. And if you're not plant-based like I am, I would encourage you to add more plant-based meals into your diet. They really add, it's a, it's a really delicious, easy way to add more vegetables and more fiber into your diet. Fiber is so beneficial. Fiber keeps us full. Fiber controls our blood sugar. It does so many positive things for us. So the, the more 
you can explore with plant-based recipes. And this, it's not about eating salads. It's not about steaming some broccoli and eating broccoli. It's about going online and like Googling plant-based recipes or vegan recipes and seeing some interesting dishes that you can make and try and come up with because these are so good for your health. So explore recipes and it doesn't have to be plant-based, but I'm just saying try to like expand what you've been eating and enjoy the process of preparing your meals and making it absolutely like a fun thing to do. I remember I used to, um, this was back before I was eating a plant-based diet. I used to make sauce on Sunday. I used to put meatballs and sausages in it. And you can do that still if you're vegan. Um, Beyond Meat makes the most delicious meatballs and sausages. It's just absolutely wonderful. But I used to do this every Sunday and then I would open a bottle of wine and I would drink some wine and I would put some music on and it was a whole experience and I loved doing it. Besides, when we cook from scratch using real whole food, you're removing processed foods. This means less sugar, less bad fats, and less salt, okay? You you would be amazed at how much salt is in processed food. Even if you're making your own meals at home and you're adding your own salt, you're probably not having even close to the amount of sodium that's in processed foods. And this does, I'm not even talking about the chemicals right? And the preservatives that are in processed foods. So when we take the time to cook from scratch using real whole foods, this is just a great way to up-level your health. And even if you're just doing this for one meal a week, and if you have children or you have grandchildren doing with this, this with them and showing them how much fun this is, right? And how much better it tastes, because let me tell you, it really, really does. Um, I just want to stop there for one second. Like if you don't follow me on Instagram, you should pop over there and follow me. It's at Tina Stinson Coach because I'm getting ready to do my um, hot summer reset, which is a reset of the mind, the body, and the soul. And part of what I teach is eating real foods. Um, I do focus on plant-based, but you don't have to be plant-based to join me. But on my Instagram, I'm starting to share like little things that I do daily in my diet. And today I'm going to be making salad dressings. And one of the things I tell all my clients that they should never buy again, and I stand by this 120%, is salad dressing. They put the worst things in the salad dressings in the store. They use the worst oils that are just poison to your body. They put all these preservatives, oh my God, I can't talk, Um, just a lot of toxic things. And salad dressings are so easy to make. You just have, you have a, you have a fat, you have an acid and you have some flavor. And so like the fats would be like labeled as like olive oil, uh, yogurt, avocado, you know, um, the acids could be lemon juice, lime juice, any type of vinegar, right? Um, and whatever flavor you want to add to that. So, and can I just tell you making homemade salad dressing tastes just a hundred times better than anything you can buy in the store. I'm at the point where I can't even like the, the salad dressing from the stores just taste disgusting to me. They really do. They taste bad. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So I'm going to move on because I could talk about that forever. Next step, release and 
Stop being the food police, okay? Show the food police a door. Banish guilt and shame from your plate. Embrace all foods without judgment. Create a loving relationship with every delicious bite. Now, I told you, I, I know I just said that you shouldn't eat processed foods and stuff like that. I'm, I eat probably really, really healthy 80% of the time, and that other 20% is just like whatever the heck I want to do, right? So it's not about being too serious. Being too serious about your diet and stressing about every little thing you're putting in your body um, will be just, just as detrimental as eating crappy food, okay? Stress is not good. Living without enjoying your food, having fun with your food, um, food is just such a social thing for us as humans, right? If you think of every different you know, community all over the world, food is just very social and it should be enjoyed. So stop stressing so much about what you eat. Like I said, I do like that 80-20 thing. Um, also, another thing that I try to do that also works really well for me is during the week, I try to eat really, really healthy. I try not to have any sugary snacks um, or added sugar. Sometimes I'll have like honey or maple syrup, um, but nothing really like crazy, right? No like ice cream or cookies or anything like that. And then on the weekends, um, I kind of like relax a little bit. And what's funny about it is you would think that eating really, really healthy um, all week, I, on the weekends, I would just go crazy and just go out and like get pizza and ice cream and candy bars and whatever, right? But I don't because when you eat like this, you feel really, really good. And when your body gets used to that and it gets used to healthy food, when you eat crappy food, you don't feel good, right? So the first couple of times, you'll you'll realize that this just doesn't make you feel good and you don't want to do it. Also, once you start eating real whole food and and doing it 80% of the time, when you eat stuff that isn't that, like something that's processed, it doesn't taste good. And I'm not bullshitting you at all. It just doesn't taste good. And so it kind of creates an environment where I eat healthy most of the time and then I can relax and have fun. And I'm not going to fret about having a beer or a glass of wine or a piece of cake or whatever, right? Uh, and I also don't stress about being strictly plant-based. I try to eat plant-based most, most of the time, but I am not going to stress over it. So I always joke around and I always say I don't eat like a plant-based or a vegan diet or anything like that. I eat the Tina diet because I'm going to eat whatever the heck I want. And if I go to like a birthday party and someone hands me a piece of cake, I never turn down cake, just so you know. Um, I'm going to eat it. It's a celebration. It's social. I'm not going to be like, oh, are there eggs and milk in there or butter? No, I'm going to eat it because I like it. Now, if I had like health issues where I couldn't eat that kind of stuff, that's a whole different ball game. But I'm not going to take myself too serious. I want to take care of myself at the highest level, which also means enjoying every moment, right? Okay, next step. Feel your emotions. So um, when you're feeling low, I seek comfort in healthy and satisfying foods. Actually, I would almost say seek comfort from different ways, different things that can give you comfort. It doesn't always have to come from food, okay? But listen to your emotions, acknowledge them, and feel your emotions, and find nurturing ways to address them that don't involve food, okay? So 
what are you doing? Like, I know for me, when I'm feeling bad and I just want to eat food that like comforts me, what else comforts me? What else makes me feel comfortable? Like a hot bath. Like I am, I love baths. Anyone who knows me knows that in the wintertime, I take a bath every single day. I love my salt baths. It's just, I just love it. And it's a, it's a comfort thing for me. It's a relaxation thing for me. It keeps me warm in the winter. I'm always cold. And so that's something that I would turn to, to give myself comfort. It really depends on the type of feeling I'm feeling. Okay. So when I'm angry and mad and I have all that pent up energy in me, I allow myself to be angry, right? I, you have to allow yourself to feel your feelings and don't push them down or try to like get rid of them. Just allow yourself to feel them. And then what helps me process those feelings is different for the feeling that I'm feeling, okay? If that makes sense. So when I'm angry, um, doing some kind of physical activity helps me. Something that's like very physical, like running. Like running really helps me clear my head when I'm angry. Now, if I'm stressed, running doesn't make me feel better. It actually makes it worse because um, it's it's like kind of when you're running, that's really putting some stress on the body, okay? it's You're not in a relaxation mode. You're kind of in like a fight or flight mode, right? So when I'm really stressed, what I really like to do is yoga. I love doing yoga or uh, journaling or reading. I have different things that I like to do when I'm stressed. Now, when I'm sad, I don't want to do any of that stuff. I want to either like talk to somebody, hang out with a friend. Sometimes going for a drive actually makes me feel better when I'm sad. Um, watching a movie or just like allowing myself to just sit on the couch and cry for a little while and have like, I call it my pity party. Um, but it's really just allowing myself to feel my feelings. Okay. This topic should really be like a whole other podcast episode and maybe I can get, I don't specialize in this. I do teach this inside of my boot camp because I think it's really important to allow yourself to process your emotions um, in a healthy way and not like stuff them down and keep them inside because emotions have to come out at some point, right? And so when you learn how to deal with your emotions and feel your emotions in the first place, you don't need to use food as comfort. And, and then, like I said at the beginning, if you want to use food as comfort, like in some way, shape or form, try to use healthy food. So like, oh no, no, when I'm feeling sick, I like to make like, um, a plant-based, um, chicken soup. So I don't use chicken, obviously. Sometimes I use chickpeas and, and sometimes I use, I actually buy like vegan chicken substitute if I really want that. That's like a comfort thing for me. Soup is such a comfort thing for me. And I make it all winter. Like, 90% of the time I'm eating soup. Okay. So try to learn to, first of all, feel your feelings and not have to keep them bottled up inside where you feel like you're going to explode and have to comfort yourself with an ice cream cone of some sort. Okay. Moving on next, honor your cravings. So Listen to them with curiosity and compassion. Sometimes indulging in that decadent chocolate or savory pizza is just what your soul needs. Enjoy it guilt-free. I don't know about you, but I know eventually I will have that chocolate or I will have that pizza. So don't fret about it or wait. Just focus on, on not too much of it and the best kind that you can get your hands on, meaning like the best quality ingredients. 
I would I would probably focus more on making my own pizza at home or and buying like dark chocolate if that makes sense so that would be my best advice to that and like I said earlier like with the 80 20 rule that I do for myself as long as you're doing it in moderation allow yourself to have those things that you love okay next connect with your body's wisdom. Trust its wisdom and let it guide you. Learn to decipher between the physical hunger, emotional hunger. Tune in and ask yourself, what does my body truly need right now in this moment? Pay attention. Do I need water? Am I thirsty? Um, When I eat this type of food, do I get gas or bloating or upset stomach? Really pay attention. Everybody is different and you can't like... um, you know, like even when I'm working with my clients, I can tell them what generally works, but every person is different and really have to like tune in to what your body is telling you. So like what works for me might not work for you. What might work for most people might not work for you, you know? So you really have to tune into your body and pay attention to this. It would really be powerful, especially if you're having some digestive digestive issues or allergy issues or different things like sinus issues. Like there's so many different issues that you can get from different foods or different allergies from foods. It would make sense to keep a food diary, right, for like a week and just pay attention to what you're eating and how it makes you feel. And so one of the things I discovered is that when I eat too much tofu, it really upsets my stomach. But when I eat tempeh, which is also a soy product, because it's, you know, it's it's a different type of product, um, it doesn't upset my stomach at all. It's fermented, so it's easier to digest, right? So these are the different things that you could learn. So instead of eating a lot of tofu, I'll buy tempeh sometimes, I'll eat beans, I eat nuts, I eat seeds, I eat a lot of different things that are gonna, you know, fill my protein needs. Okay, next. Love your body unconditionally, okay? You're the most beautiful you of them all. There's nobody else that could be you. Embrace your body with love and acceptance as it is right now. Celebrate all the amazing things that it can do and let go of society's unrealistic standards because that they're exactly that. They're completely unrealistic. I like to focus on, on how your body serves you. Like your heart beats, your lungs help you breathe just instantaneously. Your body's miraculous. If you're a woman, you maybe had a baby. I had three babies, which is amazing, right? So all these um, unbelievable things that my body does for me. I run. I've run many races. I've done amazing things with my body. And so I think my body is amazing. It may not look like those unrealistic standards that are photoshopped onto the magazines and the billboards and on TV and all the media outlets, but I think my body is amazing. So I focus on the the way my body serves me and my health. Um, You know, who set these bullshit standards anyway, right? These, These extremely high standards of, you know, be fit, but don't be too muscular. Don't be too chubby, but be voluptuous. Like, you know, who made all these ridiculous impossible standards? I think we need to set our own standards for ourselves and we need to not compare ourselves to other women. We need to just compare ourselves to the best version of ourselves that we are. And you can love yourself unconditionally and still strive to get better. It doesn't mean that you have to stand still where you are. If you want to get healthier, you want to feel better. Um, and, and I want to emphasize that, um, 
in addition to focusing on all the amazing things that your body can do, focus more on how you feel. Do you feel energized? Do you feel healthy? Do you feel fit? Do you feel, you know what I mean? Like focus on those things. Do you feel strong? How do you want to feel? And how can you create that for yourself? Right. And when you do this, when you focus on how amazing you are just as yourself, and then you focus on how you want to feel and how to strive towards that, how to work towards that, you automatically look better. You know, just as an example, when you look at a person, if they have like a frown on and they're not happy or they don't, they don't look that good, but when they smile and their eyes are lit up, they look beautiful, right? So it's all about feelings. It's all about feeling. You just look better when you feel better. So focus on the feeling. Okay. Um, you know, some of the feelings that I focus on just to share are, I want to feel energized. Energy is really important for me. I hate feeling tired. I want to feel confident. It doesn't mean I have to look perfect. I just, Feel, I want to feel confident and I feel confident when I feel strong and that's why I like to work out. So this, these are the things that really um, help me when I look at my body and I start to pick at those imperfections because we all do it to ourselves, right? We all pick at all those little things. You know, maybe some of the stretch marks that you um, received after you had babies. Now I was lucky. I didn't get a lot of stretch marks, but I do have some, I do have a few, but I look at those as, um, like how amazing my body was to hold, especially my last, uh, my third child that where where I was just like ginormous. I was so huge with my last child. I wasn't fat. I was huge. I was huge. I looked like I was having twins. I don't know what that was about, but, um, I just think it's amazing what our bodies do for us. And also lastly, I want to point out that you are the only you, you are a very unique person and nobody else can be you and you can be nobody else. And I would also goes far to say is, is it is your responsibility to be a hundred percent yourself and step into that, um, in the best way that you can and always strive to be the best version of yourself. And, and that's another reason not to compare yourself to other people because they're a completely different human, right? And everybody has different talents. Everybody has different circumstances. Everybody has different things they have to deal with. And, there's no comparison. You never, there's no two people that are exactly like where you can actually compare them, you know? So comparing yourself to other people is absolutely ridiculous. And, um, once again, unrealistic. So compare yourself to yourself, compare yourself to the version you were yesterday, today, if you, if that makes sense and always strive just to be the best version of yourself. You can that day, if you're tired and, you need to rest, then you need to rest. You need to honor your body and honor how you feel. Okay, so as I said, you're the only you and you need to own the perfection of that because you're perfect exactly how you are. So lastly, my last tip, I think we had about 11 on here, is to practice gratitude. So gratitude is the secret ingredient to a fulfilling life. You know, express gratitude for the nourishing foods that you have, um, the body that carries you through each day, and this joy of savoring every bite of food that you eat. It's a blessing to be alive. It's a blessing to feel good. It's a blessing to have your health. And I know that there's a lot of us that don't have perfect health, but there are things about us that we could still be grateful for. 
um, be grateful for every, I'm grateful every day for my health because it was almost taken away from me. And when, and a lot of people has, ha, have had that experience where you've had like an experience where you thought maybe I just might die or, um, maybe I might not have my health anymore, or maybe I don't have my mobility anymore. And it's very humbling and it's very scary. Um, and so every day, um, when I wake up feeling healthy and strong, I might not feel perfect, you know, like right now I'm having a lot of like sinus issues and the smoke from the Canadian fires doesn't help. But, um, I, I am grateful for my health. I'm grateful for, um, my energy levels. I'm grateful for how strong I feel. And so there are plenty of things I can be grateful for and, and not focus on, how crappy my sinuses feel, <laughs> right? So this is why I live this lifestyle and I love helping other women and people do the same, okay? Oh wait, there's one more, I'm sorry. I have one more. This one's really important too and this is like a super quick, easy one to implement. So, and I call it calm the F down, okay? I'm trying not to curse as much on my podcasts, but it's it's kind of difficult for me. I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to continue it. But anyway, don't eat in a state of stress or panic. When we are in fight or flight, our body is so focused on survival. It's not focused on digestion. Your body is focusing on keeping you alive, right? So it's not gonna put all its energy towards digestion. So we will not digest things well or absorb our nutrients well. And this can cause bloating and gas and other digestive issues. So take the time to always do some deep breathing before you eat and relax your body. Your body will thank you. So some of the things that you could do um, that are helpful to me is just take a few deep breaths. It's so simple and it doesn't take that long. It takes less than five minutes. So slow down the breathing. So take a deep breath in and while you're breathing in, make sure that you're expanding like your, your chest cavity, your diaphragm, you're expanding it and you're expanding it as big as you possibly can. Take a really deep breath and then hold for a second at the top. And then as you exhale, exhale really slow and try to exhale for double the amount of the time that the inhale was. So if you inhaled for a count of four, try to exhale for eight. And if you just do this a few times, you could really, really relax your nervous system and then eat, okay? And so if you're rushing around and you're like, I gotta do this and I gotta do this, oh my God, I'm starving, I have to grab a bite to eat and you're just running around, before you grab that bite to eat, just take three or four deep breaths and chill out before you start eating. So there you have it, 11 transformative tips to help you start practicing mindful and intuitive eating in your life on a daily basis. This is um, can be very transformative and very empowering because it's something that you can do yourself. It's free and you could start today. So what I would ask you to do, what I challenge you to do, I guess I should say, is to pick the ones that you would say were your favorites, the ones that you're like, okay, I could totally do that. That's simple. Like the breathing one. How easy is that to do, you know, a few deep breaths for a meal? How easy is it to count to 25 when you're chewing, right? So there's some really easy ones on here and see how you feel after doing it for like a month or so. And I would love to hear from you. Definitely reach out if you have any questions. Definitely reach out if I would, I really love to hear if 
any of these practices have changed your life or helped your health in any way. So definitely reach out um, for that too. And don't forget if you want to join me in the hot summer reset and do things, practices like this more for your body. And then also including, we will do some mindset and some soothing soul practices that will help you embrace more joy, more um, excitement in your life and more playfulness. Definitely join me for the hot summer reset. It starts June 19th and the link will be in the show notes. Okay guys, I love you and I'll see you next week. Bye.